Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while. We have brought you some shows that were recorded at the NJ Paranormal Unity Fest, and we are back. We we are back to entertain you. I am Lance Phillip, and with me is my co-host, Chris Bruno. Hiya. So, <laughs> yep, hiya. Well, hiya. So it, you've decided that this is just going to be straight through, no breaks, us talking, everybody listening, mistakes too bad, it's going to air. There won't be any mistakes. We're great at this. There's no such thing as a mistake. That's right. A happy accident. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. First All absolutely right, so, of the show. So I'm assuming because of this, this format is because that you have a shit ton of stuff to talk about from your trip. Um, that I don't and, have anything to discuss. <laughs> well, that's okay. I've got a ton. I've got a ton, a ton of subjects today. Things I'm aggravated about in our pa- little paranormal field. Um, mm-hmm. Some experience of some of the places we just visited. We did a. Jen and myself went on a Rhode Island uh, road trip. I saw that. And we got to hit some really interesting places. Um, and it really wasn't expected to be a paranormal trip but it turned out as always we found places you know uh couldn't help ourselves but um you know there's been a lot of drama lately in our paranormal field and i don't get why you know it's it's, what do you mean what what type of drama are you talking about ghost adventurers and that whole nonsense with the article out there or are you talking about other things no you know you now that you brought that up that's an interesting thing too i wasn't even thinking about that but yeah, mm. apparently a website had reported that Aaron Goodwin was fired for something he said on a podcast. Uh, podcast. But it wasn't yeah. true because at the same time they were reporting it, he was posting pictures of their investigation that they're doing in, in Ireland. Yep. You know, it's just exactly. it's a hoax. It's not real. Um, so anybody who sees that, that's, you know. But yeah, just disregard that because that story is just a complete hoax. He hasn't been fired. He's with the team. They're posting pictures. In fact, it was a pretty amusing pic- – a couple of amusing tweets today. Um, Zach had posted a picture of them in Dublin, and he was eating corned beef and cabbage. That mm-hmm. picture was – that uh, post was immediately followed about a half hour later with, the, uh, with Aaron, Nick, and Zach in the back of a little car all scrunched up together. And I was thinking to myself, that is some bad timing to be in the back of that car. <laughs> After corned beef and cabbage, absolutely. Is that what you were thinking? <laughs> That's exactly it. I was like, I was like, not a good time for three big guys to be in the back of a little car. No, uh, I suppose that's true. Uh, hey, if it's got a sunroof or the hatch is open, it might not be so bad. No, not at all. All right, how did we get on this subject? Can we move on now, please? Sure. So, so no, no. What I mean by some of the drama out there, and it's not even—I don't know if it's necessarily—I shouldn't call it drama, but it might be some of the, um. Maybe misinterpretations that people or or the incorrect thinking that some people have. And it's just something I that's been a pet peeve of mine recently that I have been talking to a friend of mine who is a person I grew up with. We, we used to play hockey on the same team together, and he went on to be a corporate lawyer, and he does a lot of legalese with language and things like that. Um, right. And one of the things is a lot of people have been talking about when they see apps for your phone for ghost hunting or even devices like an Ovilus or things like that, where they get stamped with for entertainment purposes only. Mm. People misinterpret that to mean 
doesn't work. It's fake. That's not it's what a that toy. is. That's not it's, what that is at all. It's a legal. No. It's a legal disclaimer. Okay. Yeah. What that is doing is it's separating the company who puts it on there. It's 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 taking them away from. It's taking the liability off. That's of exactly them. what. That's exactly what it's yeah. doing. It's taking the liability away if you use it for um, evil purposes, so to speak, for lack of a better word. Even um, serious, if you took one of those devices and you didn't get the results that you wanted, they could technically sue if they wanted to, saying that the product doesn't work. Absolutely. Whereas if they mark it as an entertainment, you know, entertainment purposes only, it kind of waves that. Well, it might work. It might not work. It's not our problem. <laughs> right. And what and, and, and you know, the thing about it is, what they're doing is too is if somebody say went to a client's home and they showed them evidence that they used on. A particular device, which, you know, which I'm, for lack of a better one, just say something they saw in an avos. Now that client gets scared. They don't know how to handle it. They go berserk, kill themselves, or whatever, you know, so do something horrible due to evidence they got off a device. Well, you know, they're going to turn around and their family or whoever might sue. So this takes away that liability, like you had said. Now, mm -hmm. give you a perfect example. An age-old toy that we had, not even a toy, it's something we've used for years, um, not paranormal, having nothing to do with the paranormal field. Do you remember the old card shuffling machines? Yeah. You put half the deck on one side, half on the other side, and you, you hit the button, it shuffles the cards for you. Right. That device is stamped for entertainment purposes only because they don't want it used in illegal gambling operations. So, again, it's to take the liability away. doesn't mean it doesn't work because, you know what, it does shuffle the cards. But it still it says. It exactly what it's intended to. It still says on there for entertainment purposes only. But it still yep. shuffles the damn cards. It's not like it doesn't shuffle. Oh, it's fake. It doesn't shuffle cards. No, it does. Just because it says for entertainment purposes only doesn't mean that it doesn't work. All it's that a disclaimer. That's it. Yeah. You know? And like I said, I was talking to my friend Tim about that, and he and he basically, it's, you know, explained it that it's really just for the whole legalese, you know. Mm -hmm. So that that's just one that's been bothering me because that's been getting a lot of talk. Like I keep hearing people say like, about some of the um, devices or tools yeah, in, that we in, in use some, in some of the discussion groups online that there are, and some of the Facebook pages, yeah. and people are like, "Well, it can't this particular device can't work?" Well, first of all, we don't know really what works and what doesn't, you know. Yeah, and, and as we all know, some devices work better for some people, and some devices work better for others. No, you know? yeah. So I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I'm just I'm just like just keep your mind open with things, you know. So and and don't just dismiss it because it says something like that. Again, it's just a legal disclaimer. Exactly. So, so rant over. What is your next issue? <laughs> Well, the next, the next issue. All. all right, the next issue I have <laughs> is that there has been talk of something going around that has been around for years. I first remember this being brought up on the show. That's incredible. Um, back in <laughs> I the back in the back in the eighties. Davidson on it. I had the huge, huge crush on John Davidson. Wasn't that isn't that ridiculous? Remember in Skip. Skip something. Right. Um, what was it Skip Peterson? I don't know. It was something generic like that. But John Davidson, Skip somebody. No, 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 no. Chick. Um, well, um, that's incredible. Ka no, Kathy Lee Crosby was on That's Incredible. And mm -hmm. it was Fran Tarkenton. The one you're thinking about is Real People. That's the oh, one that that's had Skip. Right. John right. Davidson was on Real People. Right. So with, with, um, 
Who else was on That's Incredible? Now, see, you already brought it up, so now I have to remember all this before we get into it. I'm trying to think. Wasn't that John Davidson, Kathy Lee Crosby, and Fran Tarkenton, I that's thought? That's incredible. Let's find out. TV show. Yeah, that's my boy. It was definitely uh, John Davidson. I was correct in that respect. Let's see. Who else? Wow. He's still alive. <laughs> Kathy Lee Crosby, Fran Tarkenton, Gina Lee Nolan. She was the blonde. Oh, okay. Yep, there was I, a blonde. Okay, moving and I, on. Well, and I remember, I you feel, know, for, as I a, feel better now. As a little trivia question, first I, episode, March seventeenth, nineteen eighty. Right, and I remember, I remember uh, Kathy Lee Crosby because a little trivia question: she played the first Wonder Woman before Linda Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember her. Mm-hmm. As a blonde Wonder Woman, no less. Yep. But okay, but getting back to. There's a thing out there. <laughs> okay, so first featured on That's Incredible. That's why I first heard. I don't know if it was first featured there, but it's called psychic surgery. And okay. it's where people go in, they lay on a table, um, and, a, and this practitioner of psychic surgery who's supposed to do surgery without ever opening you up, they do this thing where they, they you know, you're, you're, wherever you're having that pain or particular thing, they need their hands there and they need it, need it. And, you know, and they're working that area, right? Then all of a mm -hmm. sudden, there's blood coming out. And then they reach into you psychically and pull out chunks of meat. And that meat is supposed to be the tumor or whatever it is that's the foul Say thing what? inside of you. Yeah, I mean, and then they pull it out and then cast it aside. And then they magically wave their hands over you and, and do this whole ritual, okay? And you're supposedly healed, the problem I'm having is this is reappearing now. I'm seeing this on... Really? Yes, I'm seeing this again. And I just picked up a Time Life uh, book called... Uh, oh, look at that. Mysteries. Psychic Surgery Exposed. Right. Mysteries. It's called Mysteries of the Unknown. And in it, they are... This, and this is a current magazine. It's on the stands now. And it covers a wide variety of paranormal topics. I mean, it's a, it's a great little... You know, it's a pricey little book, but it's it's... Really fantastic. Well, interesting. I just found even here um, a YouTube video where Chris Angel performs psychic surgery. Now, here's the thing. If Chris Angel is performing it, it's a sleight of hand, obviously. And that's I mean, the whole key. I knew that anyway, it's, but right. Chris and, and, Angel's and doing the thing it. Is, they, expo they exposed this in the 80s, that it, right. was, it was an old magician's trick. What would happen is they would have packets of, of blood, usually Ketchup. animal blood, concealed okay and what they do is when they reach into you they use one hand to conceal the other hand mm -hmm. and that's when they squeeze the blood packet and the blood runs out and usually they have somewhere under the table pieces of meat underneath and that's where they pull it out and they and they make it look like it the problem is there are people in this world who believe that it's real and it's very big down in south american countries over in asia where it's really used and um, people pay big money to go have these psychic surgeries done, and they think they're getting cured, and they walk out and they die weeks later because they never actually saw a doctor over illnesses. You know what, though? This has been going on for centuries, quackery. Oh, it, I, that's really oh, no, what it is. I, absolutely. It's just quackery of some sort that's mm -hmm. been going on for centuries, and they're you know just bringing back some sort of scam that has been forgotten. Well, the thing is, I don't, it's never really been forgotten. It's just not really practiced here because it's been exposed in this country, on television and whatnot, and but I, you know, and these there are people who just really believe it, you know, and mm -hmm. they go. Well, down. they're desperate. They're going to take any chance and any 
any manner that they have to. So they definitely will pay whatever it takes because they've exhausted all their other options. Well, which really- if that gives them some sort of positive hope, by all means. However, if they truly believe that it's real, you know, by these whole pulling out of chunks of meat and stuff. I mean, seriously, that's sad. It really is sad. And the thing is, people yeah. are paying paying for it. And what I don't like is that it is being lumped in with psychics and, and it's, you know, it's obviously called psychic surgery. And of course, what eventually right. happens? Psychics get lumped in with, you know, paranormal and ghost hunting and whatnot. And it winds up being all connected. Like I said, in this new magazine that came out, one of the, you know one of the uh, in the book I should say one of the one of the sections on it is on psychic surgery and that literally follows a section on ESP and you're gonna have people who are a going to associate one scam one carny trick with yeah. a real field of study you know yeah that's a little frustrating it really is and it, it's just it bothers me to see it and I've seen it popping up more and more on the internet that even people in this country are starting to um, think about this again and and um, go for training in it, so to speak. And I don't know. I, I just – it's not something I, I – I just wish it would – something that would go away. People should do their research on things, you know. I mean, there's there's all kinds of videos exposing it, showing how it's done. Again, it's an old carny trick, you know, old magician's trick. No, absolutely. Trick. Sleight of hand is just another generation of people getting fooled. Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly, this is, as I said before, been going on for centuries and centuries. It's just so funny to see something, some basic tactic like that that's just so obvious come back and people are still paying money to do it. But so psychic surgery, um, the disclaimers on equipment what else do you have to gripe about today <laughs> well for the last i mean they're good gripes i'm not knocking yeah, no, no, you no, no. i'm for just the, curious and, and for like the last I, I don't know i've been seeing this for like the last year or so and it seems to be getting more and more out of hand now where people are complaining about all the drama in the paranormal field this is my opinion on that there is no more drama in the paranormal field than there is in any other field out there okay true if you, anybody who's ever been in a band who has been in a working band knows that there's the same kind of stupid drama in the music industry, you know, especially on the local level. You know, how many times do bands fight over showcase shows? Uh, my band's better than yours. You shouldn't have got that opportunity. We should have gotten that. It's the same thing. Why do people, why do people think that? Yeah, and why do people seem to think that we're because we're the paranormal field. We're going to be immune from the drama. We're not. It's there. It's going to happen. But my thinking is this: the people who complain about the drama are the people who let themselves get wrapped up in the drama. Okay. Or are causing it. Right. You know. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to. I, I don't know. How do you get wrapped up in the drama? I mean, we recently. Um, it came. It came to light recently that. You know, we were put on the VIP level at the NJ Paranormal uh, Unity Expo. Mm-hmm. And we were featured there. Um, there was another team that went and complained. How did they get that spot? This, that, the other thing. And what. You all- know what? And- Don't worry about where well, other people are. Worry about where you are. Well, but my thing was, it could have been. It, no? it could have been very easy for me to lash out and go back at. But I didn't. No. I was like, who the hell it's cares? Not worth it. Well, it doesn't even matter because the whole thing is, I don't get involved in any drama because I really don't give a crap. Because honestly, I don't care what people say about 
me, my team, the radio show. I really don't because the only ones I have to please at the end of the day are myself, my team, and you because we 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 all share right. together in our experiences with the radio show. Everybody you know my feelings the- about the whole the whole thing when it comes down to petty stuff like that. You need to not focus about where everybody else is or what they're doing. Just as if you were a child and your children, you know, your parents were raising you. Don't worry about what the other kids are doing. Right. Worry about what you're doing. Tend to your own yard. Yes. Do the best you can with what you know. You work your hardest and you get what you get. And anybody else who is doing better around you, in your opinion, if that's the direction you want to go, or is in a position where you are a little bit envious of their position... You should, one, be happy for them because it takes work to get where you're going. You don't just get it because somebody feels they owe it to you. So you, you, you work hard and you get what you want, and then you aim for that. Don't be nasty and, you know, drama-filled and bitchy and spreading rumors. We're not in high school. It's bullshit, okay? Grow up. Act like adults. Well, at least fun adults, adults who work for what they want. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, the other thing, too, is don't go out, especially with social and media. And I don't even know who that is, and I don't care because, right. frankly, I, it I, doesn't matter to me. Right, and I didn't bring it up to anybody else because I didn't feel that, you know. Well, what, you, br- you just brought it up to the world. <laughs> no, but, I mean, I didn't – I didn't. T- I'm not going out there singing anybody's name or anything like that because I don't want the no, drama, you know. I just – and I ignored it's it. It's bad juju. Nobody wants that negativity in their right. lives. I, I just ignored it because that's the whole thing. I mean – I don't really care, you know? All right, so somebody wasn't happy. You know what my thing to them is? I'm sorry you weren't happy. And my thing to them is, hey, how about you just come and ask me directly, hey, how did you get that spot? Or ask the organizers, why did you pick that person for that spot? You know? So no, that no, way- not even, you know what? It, it's, it's boiling back down to them. They're the ones who have the well, issue with themselves. Absol- and that's the whole thing. You're exactly right. It, it comes down to your own self-esteem on that, you know? Um, yeah, it's just silly. It's a silly argument over nothing. If you're jealous of the spot, next time ask for it. That's all there is to it. And if they don't, if you don't get it, then you need to find out what do you have to do to get there. That's all. Yeah, I mean, you not know. a big deal. It, and honestly, I think we've wasted way too much time on it already because you know no, no, it's a very it's not, negative it's not, subject. It's, it's, well, but the thing is, it's all over the internet. Even today, there was really. A, oh my god, it had nothing to do with us. This was totally oh, someone, okay. someone, someone had posted today on Facebook. Why all the drama in the field lately? And I'm like, it's just, it's, it, the drama's always been there. If you choose to get yourself yeah. involved in it, pay it no mind and it'll go away. That's the whole thing. It's the old story of ignore them and they'll go away. It's exactly that. You know, if somebody, if somebody is a detractor of yours, who cares? As long as you know you're doing the right thing by people and you're doing the right thing by yourself... Who cares what the other people think? Well, you know what? The other thing, too, about Facebook is, and I say this all the time, and I have a lot of friends who kind of laugh and like, oh, it's so easy just to blow it up. No, really, it is easy to blow it off because you know what? Facebook's not real life. Hello? <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> If you haven't noticed, those profiles are not perfect pictures, whole rounded pictures of people. They are what you they want to present the world about themselves. And if they well, so the, choose to express themselves in certain ways on their Facebook, so be it. You want to talk about what you want to talk about publicly in a public forum and get your voice out there and be heard? Fine. But if you don't like other people doing it, don't respond. Don't get wrapped up in it. Walk away from it. Switch pages. Go defriend them. Whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, and the other thing, that. And the it's other thing too is like, so what? We know there are people on Facebook. There are some people who always put up, they're the life of the party. They're doing this. They're doing that. Good for them. And and some, and I know that bothers some people. And then there are other people who are always, my life sucks. This sucks. Those are the negative people. Don't follow them. I don't have negative people in my feed. I don't need to read it. Right, exactly. It's very simple. You can you can change your settings on your Facebook page. It's very simple, folks. But, so, yeah, why the drama is out there, why you feed into it, why do you add to it, that's your own decision to make. You like being miserable? Enjoy. I, I don't want anything to do with that stuff. That's why I don't get involved in the drama that's all over the place and, and in paranormal in general. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's too just, much. And, and, you know, it's a waste of energy. And it's like anything else, you know, it's just, there. it's not just um exclusive to the paranormal field there's par- nope. there's drama in every damn field hobby or whatever you want to call it out there no, you know? everywhere you go it's it's how you choose i mean you see all these inspirational things all over facebook a lot of them have a lot of truth to them you choose how you want to be you choose your happiness if you want to sit there and be miserable and wallow and marinate in all of the negativity that is out there the news the terrible news stories that come through and now we've exposed ourselves to them you know tenfold by being exposed to them on our facebook on our twitter everywhere you suck all that negativity in you're going to continue to feel that way you're going to feel negative you're going to be unhappy if you choose to be happy you choose to remove that negativity out of your life, you choose to have a much better life. Your stress levels go down. Your health gets better. Trust me, it, it, it's much better to not choose to be negative. Choose to be positive. Choose to be happy. There's my rant. There's my rant. God damn it. There you go. Okay, so <laughs> If let's... everybody chose to be happy, we wouldn't be dealing with all this stupid drama. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So now, let's talk about some... Not negative things. Let's talk okay. about some fun things. So fun, I, fun, I was fun. reading about the what they call the psychic cold war. And this was this <laughs> Love was these names people make for this stuff. Well, what this is referring to is during the Cold War, um, mm-hmm. when the US and the USSR were bitter enemies, which it mm-hmm. seems like it might be going back that way, but um they're Fingers really, crossed they're it really, doesn't go that way. Well, there really was a psychic cold war going on. Both sides invested millions upon millions of dollars in trying to unlock um, different secrets of battling with the mind. Mm-hmm. The, in, in the U.S., we had uh, what was called the Stargate Project. and has nothing to do with the movie and traveling through time and that sort of thing. It, it ran from 1972 to 1995, and the government spent $20 million in invest, investigating the psi phenomena, things like clairvoyance. Um, it, you know, basically, we were worried about the Russians gaining a psychic edge in the Cold War. So the U.S. government uh, authorized the Stargate uh, project. It was run by the CIA and the U.S. Army, and a few other government uh, entities were in there as well. And they invested, investigated think, uh, clairvoyance, um, which they thought would allow spies to see enemy locations and activities and material from far away. Um, its basic mission was to develop the human mind uh, to reach out and locate uh, remote targets. Now, there were 22 um, 
personal, uh, yeah, there were 22 military personnel and civilian psychics involved in this project. And some of their accomplishments were they, they identified and described landscapes and buildings at specified uh, coordinates and detected nuclear material. Now, the, the project was scrapped um, after an independent audit determined that the Stargate, that Stargate uh, failed to adequately, adequately uh, pr show proof that remote viewing was possible. But this was something that was very real. It's, it's something you can look up. The Freedom of In Information Act exposed, you know, allowed people to know what was going on. So it really makes you think if the government, you know, they talk about things like, you know, they, they, all the, all the uh, UFO cover-ups and whatnot. But here we have a, a government project that was readily, you can look it up, readily available to the public, you know, to research. And this is something that delves into the paranormal world. Using science, no less, which we all know the science community at large kind of neglects or, or dismisses a lot of the paranormal, you know. Yes, dismiss is a good word for that. Now, we've all, we've all heard the, uh, of the 1960s two, uh, movie, The Manchurian Candidate, mm -hmm. um, where sleeper cells were hypnotized. And at certain points, they would be able to be triggered to commit heinous acts and that sort of thing. Well, believe it or not, that, that's not really, that's, that's something that actually happened. Both sides practiced hypnosis um, and, and tried to hypnotize double agents um, so that they would, well, the CIA supposedly um, had hypnotized the double agent to go into the Soviet Union and kill a KGB operative. Um, they also supposedly attempted to kill three Cuban exiles. Um, but, uh, they, they, sorry, they tried to hypnotize th uh, three Cuban exiles to go back to Cuba and kill Fidel Fa uh, Castro. Apparently, none of these things actually worked. But no. the, the, these, this was another project that was tried, you know, Makes you wonder what's going on out there that we just don't know about. There's know? a shit ton that we don't know about. Are you kidding? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that's, you know. I know what you're saying. You know, there's there's projects upon projects that we know nothing about that we will may never know anything about unless it comes out after the top secret has expired and they make a movie out of it, just like everything else. Oh. And then we can go, no shit. They really did that? <laughs> now... What about the men who stare at goats? Wasn't that a federal project? Yes, that that and that's exactly that's what the uh, that Stargate, was part of that part wasn't of the Stargate it? project. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the other thing is too. There's there's we've all heard of Area 51, but there's yeah. also an Area 54 that um, it's in the vicinity of Cleveland, Ohio. Three blocks um, over. No, no, sorry. yeah, exactly. But not. <laughs> But a lot of people don't know what goes on there. It's just as secretive as Area 51. Um, you know, and supposedly there, you know, it's it's a top secret, you know, type of thing like Area 51. Area, Area 51 obviously is the famous one, gets all the, you know, um, all the publicity and whatnot. But there, there's Area 54, Area 52, Area 53... And they believe there's an Area 55. 
Now, I'm not going to say I know a lot about these. I'm just starting to read about some of this stuff, but it's interesting because these are, again, secret, secretive areas that you cannot approach, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting in the years to come find out what, you know, not, not probably not even in our lifetime, but at some point these areas are going to be revealed, you know? If you have a chance, go on, go on uh, the net and start reading about some of this stuff. It's out there. It's, you know, there's information. But There's so much information out there, especially with the... Gr granted, you need to be uh, careful of your resources, but with the internet, you have such access to so many resources now that are legit resources, even government websites, things like that. You can find this information. It's just a matter of uh, digging a little bit if you're curious enough. <laughs> right, right. So, let's talk about um, let's talk about some of the places I was just able to visit. Um, we went to, on a trip to Rhode Island, and we were going to Newport and hit all the uh, touristy spots, and it was a really fun trip. I am impressed, to say the least, with um, with that area. Oh, Chris, you still there? Oh, I think I lost Chris. No, no, I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm having a technical okay. issue. Stand by. Go ahead and talk. I'll be right back. Okay. So with, we're not taking any breaks. No, we're just keep going. We're going we're <laughs> to power right through now. this one. So Jen and myself, we decided to go on a, a tour of Rhode Island. We had four and a half days to do this. We decided to go to one day we stopped the Slater Mill. Uh, the Slater Mill was featured on the episode of Ghost Hunters. We stopped there, and it's really an interesting. Um, it's an old historic mill that's in the middle of uh, Providence. It's 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 in the middle of the city, and it looks really out of place where it is. But it has lots of activity. Now, we wanted to go inside and sneak off on our own and do some investigating, which is what a lot of times what we'll do is we'll go to public um, venues like that. And we'll take the guided tour. And then after that, they allow you usually to go off on your own. Unfortunately, they weren't doing that on the day we were there. They, were only, they weren't doing any of the self-guided tours. So we didn't really get to investigate. We got to take a lot of photos. I was kind of disappointed they're doing heavy remodeling on the place, which I was hoping would have really been great for stirring up a lot of the paranormal activity. Um, so we weren't able to do anything on the indoors there that I would have liked to have done. But we did go there, and I have the, I, I have a little theory that I've been working on about does the paranormal activity in these places stay just within the site itself, or does the paranormal activity also take place on the grounds and the outside? Is the energy enough to focus on the outside as well? So we did some photography work around it. We did... Um, some EVP sessions around it because I'm just trying to figure out does... But honestly, in general though, I know you're talking about a specific site, but in general you can experience paranormal activity outdoors. Well, no, no, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is in this particular location, like like, you know... Was it strong enough? Strong to enough to penetrate emanating outside, out, outside right. of the building. Right. Okay. You know, as opposed to just inside a particular building. Because, right. you know, again, we weren't able to get inside because they were they weren't doing the self-guided tours that day. They were only doing the guided tours of the Slater Mill. So 
we didn't have that opportunity to walk around on our own and be left alone where we could do, you know, EVP sessions and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so that was an experiment we were working on. Um, it's a, it's a big, it's, you know, it's a big, uh, building and there's another mill right there in an old, um, separate building, which was a kitchen area that, that was used for the two mills. Um, they were working again. I was disappointed in the mill, the other mill that's right there in the property. They were working on the water wheel. Usually the water wheel, wheel is active and I was kind of hoping, and you can go into that area. That was that was open. That mill was open to the public, and you can go in and right. see the, uh, the you know the the water wheel. And I was hoping we could get some activity from the, the energy of the water going. Sure enough, we get there. They're remodeling it, or they're they're renovating it. The water wheel shut down. Aww. I was like, I know, just my luck. I was like, that stinks. But mm-hmm. but again, we did try to do some of the EVPs outside. And what was nice, it wasn't windy that day, so. But there's no cross uh, noise from wind, which is really nice because you get that a lot when you're outdoors. Right. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of cross contamination with outside noise cars and things like that. So I really have to go through that stuff. But that was interesting. Then we went to um, Fort Adams. Fort Adams, again, was featured on an episode of Ghost Hunters. And Fort Adams is one of the biggest forts in the country it was built in the early 1800s and just to give you an idea of what size it is fort ticonderoga which is a very big fort within itself could fit Mm -hmm. inside fort adams three times wow that's how big this place is that's a big fort yeah it was built to defend the coastline of rhode island it's surrounded it's on a peninsula so it's surrounded three sides on water the other side is surrounded by land they built this to literally, if any troops attacked by land, there was no way they would ever get through because of the way the defenses were set up. It would just be a killing zone. The fort never did see combat. Um, and unfortunately, the fort had a budget of like $350,000. No, it was, I'm sorry, $500,000 when it started. It went up to $3 million, which you know, in the early 1800s is a fortune. The thing about it is it was built for the defenses of the time um, for the for the early ship cannons to withstand those cannons. But the fort built took so long to build that by the time it was finished being built, it was already antiquated and couldn't couldn't withstand the modern guns. So it was it never would have worked in actual combat against sea, you know, sea bearing uh, opponents. But it was used all the way to the 50s for training, um, different things like that. Um, Part of the walls, since they weren't being used anymore for uh, defense purposes, were changed into officers' quarters. Mm -hmm. And we got to go inside this fort, and we got to take a lot of photos. The fort is partially restored. What had happened was it went into disrepair, and then in the 70s, I believe it was, there was a fire that wiped out one whole wall of the fort. Um, they basically shored it up so you can walk through it so it's safe and nothing like that can happen. But one side's been restored and the other side hasn't. Um, when we got there, the, 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 we got there on the weekend. The fort was being used for the annual Jazz Fest there. So we went on Monday after the Jazz Fest was over. 
And it was, it was interesting because they still had the stages up and this, that, the other thing all throughout the grounds. But when we got inside the place, like the officers' quarters and whatnot, mm-hmm. we got to take some interesting photos. And, you know, we all know I'm not a big orb guy. I'm not a big believer that orbs are anything to be truthful. But it, for, there are people out there who do, and I'm, I'm not going to argue with you, whatever, if that's your thing, orbs, that's fine. Um, I did get some interesting orbs that appeared in just one room. And that was in the, one of the officers' quarters. Um, we did get to sneak off. I did get to do some quick EVP sessions. Um, but the place is amazing. The it, it's it's neglected and run down and beautiful in its own right. Because I it's, love all that stuff. Well, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, and it, it's it's still it, there. It's almost like a silent strength. I may be falling apart, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and it, you know, it's surrounded by, you know, it, it, it's, again, it's on a peninsula. It's on the edge of the peninsula. So it's surrounded on three sides with water, and you can see the bridges, and you can see the ships and the boats coming through. It's just a beautiful area. I mean, it, it's, it's hauntingly beautiful, so to speak, because some areas are really desolate, and you have to – not des- desolate's not the right word, but – really run down is is what I'm looking at, you know, collapsing in many cases. But you can also see that this building was made for killing. I mean, it's exa- it's it's so weird. It's who would think that a building that they built specifically on one side to kill troops coming through. And the way this building was built, there are silent tunnels. Uh not, mm-hmm. I shouldn't so they were called listening tunnels because the architect who built this fort had even had so far as to plan ahead, but what if they got to an area and they tried to tunnel under the fort? So he built these tunnels, that this underground tunnel system that went through, and they were called listening tunnels, and they become natural amplifiers. You make a noise, it amplifies it through the whole thing, so they would be able to hear where troops were trying to dig through and basically dig through to the other side and attack them from within the fort. So it's like uh, when you go to when you go to the Bronx Zoo and you. Stick, go into the kids section and you stick your ears inside those little coyote ears. Right. <laughs> well, or that big long tube the that they is, have. They, they have a couple of things that are built like that. Well, on the tour, it's really cool because when they take you on the tour, they, they take you to these listening tunnels. And the listening tunnels start at six foot tall. Mm-hmm. And I'm exactly six foot, so I kind of have to duck when I go through. But then they go down to five feet in height and you have to basically you know, squat your way and walk through. All or crunch- be like me. Right. Yeah, well, all crunched <laughs> over. I only have and, to know. I well, only have to duck down a little bit. Well, and, and, the thing is, and the thing is, you're in complete darkness. They give you flashlights to go through this tour. Ooh. Okay. Um, Jen couldn't do it because it's, she, she would get too claustrophobic in there, so she yeah, didn't do it. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're claustrophobic, not the thing for you. Well, I go through this thing, right? And mm-hmm. you can hear every whisper, every you know, little um, noise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible toilet humor. Got to do it. That's fine. Too funny. But you can hear everything. You can hear everything. And I would love to. Well, I would just, <laughs> I would just love to go in there and leave a voice recorder and just leave it running, because every sound is going to be amplified. And you know, if you did it when there was no tour going on and you got voices in there, that would be an amazing, amazing thing. Something I'm, I'd love to do. They do offer paranormal tours of the place as well. Um, Mm -hmm. There are some paranormal events that take place there that you can go to. Now, I was able to see what happened was as this this, 
listening tunnel path is so so wide, and you have to follow along with the group because you could turn the wrong way and potentially get lost in literally miles of tunnel. And of course, no, thank you. Well, of course, me being me, I stopped, stepped into a little dugout area, and let the rest of the tour go by. Uh, close to the end of it, close to the end of the tunnel, so I could go back the other way. And then I was saying to myself, oh, my God, because now I don't have the group with me. And I'm saying, if I make a wrong turn, I'm friggin' lost in these tunnels. No, oh, no, no, thank you. Yeah, well, I did. And I thank, thankfully, I did not get lost. I remembered exactly the way out. But what was nice about that is everybody was gone the other way. And I'm going back on my own through these tunnels. And I was able to take some photos in there. And I got some interesting things in the photos that I don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. Um I'm going to have to run them by, you know, uh, yourself and Jen. I haven't even shown them to Jen yet. Sure. Really. Yeah, I'd love to see them. Um, we'll look at them, try to figure out what's going on there. Yeah, but, and also, too, it was really kind of cool because now I'm in there, and I'm, like I said, I got this this uh, little bit of anxiety now because I'm like, if I make a wrong turn, I'm just in the middle of nowhere, and now none of these people know where I am because I veered off the tour. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great. But then I realized I when I was going back, I saw lights coming from the other way, and I realized that's the other half of the group coming back through the far end. And I was like, great. Uh, and I wound up meeting up with him, and no one realized I veered off. Well, so. that's good. You found your way out. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Never, you that's... know, never going to get too lost. So, no. Um, no fun. So from there, that night we, well, next day we went to some minor league baseball games, and we had some fun, and, at night, we were going to do, you know, there are two great ghost tours there. There's the Newport uh, ghost tour, and there's also a Providence ghost tour. And both of them get rave reviews. I, I talked to some people, went on, they recommended highly. Unfortunately, with everything that we had going on, we couldn't get to either one of those. So we were kind of disappointed at that. But I was thinking, hmm, Lizzie Borden House is just 20 minutes away over on the, in Massachusetts. Awesome. Let's go. So here we go to the Lizzie Borden house, <laughs> right? And I'm like, All awesome. Right, yeah, let's go to the Lizzie Borden your Museum and whatnot. And um, I'm I just, again, I'm not an orb guy, but something really interesting happened. I'm one of those people wherever I go, I'm very fussy about my having my photo taken. Like as far as like Jen is my official photographer. Like when we go meet Paris celebrities, she knows she always takes three pictures: one, two, three. So that way, in case one screwed up or I blink or something like that, I always have. Right, of course. And you want to have the right lighting and the right angle. It's and all about that. Yeah, and, and after, after all these years now, Jen has, and she knows exactly what I'm looking for in a, in a picture. So, yep. um, because there was a lot of times where she wouldn't get the picture right, and I'd kind of get aggravated, and I'd be like, mm, this is what you have to do. And she's Grumpy like, little brat. Yeah, well, she's like, she's like, she goes, well, she goes, she was like, you're the photographer, not me. I was like, yeah. right. Tell me it, how you want it done. I will do it. Right. And she's gotten real, and she's gotten really good at it over the years, like getting everything the way I want. So we get to the Lizzie Borden house and I wanted it to, a couple, you know, I wanted a picture right in front of it uh, mm -hmm. before we, had, you know, ventured and this, that, the other thing. Um, she takes a series of three pictures. I never move. She never moves. It's one, two, three in a row. Okay. Yeah. First picture, orbs everywhere. I'm surrounded. It looks like it's raining orbs. Second picture, not one. Third picture, not one. Rest of the night, they were like, "Oh shit, scatter." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't. Again, I don't put. I don't put any merit into orbs other than dust and moisture. But it was just so weird. It's in one, and I'm like literally. If you look at the time signature, time stamp on them, they're literally yeah. like a second apart. One, two, three, boom. You know, 
all yeah. all shot. Um, dust you know. would still dust and moisture would still be in the next two shots. Yeah, so it's just kind of weird. And again, I don't just because know. the physical nature of it, you know, well, and, and, and it would disappear in a second unless somebody shook that camera. <laughs> well, and, and and my thing too is again, we even if you do get an orb, who the hell it, it, it could. It, who knows if it's anything paranormal, you know? So even if you're a believer in orbs, obviously the orbs are in the picture, but it doesn't mean they're paranormal in any way, shape, or form. I just found it interesting that they were there one second and gone, literally the next two seconds, boom, boom, boom. And then we Makes took, you question you're uh, discounting it completely. Exactly. Then we took a lot <laughs> of uh, other photos of the building and whatnot and EVPs and that sort of thing. So that was an interesting, um, that was an interesting visit. It's kind of it's kind of in a weird neighborhood. Um, I don't know how to say this without kind of being offensive, but it what it didn't seem like a very friendly neighborhood. You know, driving okay. through. Um, seemed well, like, it seems like this there was happened a, lot... a long time ago. That house didn't choose to have a not nice neighborhood around. No, no, it. no, no. I know, I know, and. Um, <laughs> Not to say that it shouldn't be in a bad neighborhood, and, honestly, considering the why yeah, yeah, no, it's there. And, and the thing is, the thing is, I don't know why if, it, and honestly, I don't know the neighborhood if it's a bad neighborhood or not. But I just saw okay. some um, really, like, real, I don't know, bad-looking people. That's all I could say. You know, um, vagrants and and you know, homeless people and whatnot. Oh, like and, if we went on. Never mind. Well, yeah, no. Well. I was thinking of our last uh, our last escapade together. <laughs> <laughs> like if you veered off the main path, we would have been dealing with that then too. Right, right, and then, you know. <laughs> so I know, I know. Jen was kind of nervous. She was like, you know, she's like, should we be around him? Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's park a problem. Right you know, in front. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were literally parked right in front. No, but I mean, um, yeah, no, it, it was. It okay, was... so what was the deal with the house? You get in the house. Were you able to do any type of investigation? I would assume no, because it's basically a tourist thing now isn't it well no you could stay there if you want to stay there they they oh it's like an inn that's right, right. It's a bed and you breakfast. could sleep there right right so do, do they allow you to go through each and every room in the house even if you're not staying there no we well they do see during the day they have it open as a museum so okay. you can go there but we went there at night it was already closed so again we were taking pictures of the outside we were doing because right. again, I was trying to figure out would we get EVPs on the outside of the building? Mm -hmm. you, you know, well, um, from so many different variations of the story of what went down, you would assume that there'd be some energy on the out outside of right. that building and, easily. Right. I mean, and we we did we did them on the steps of the building and and that sort of thing. Um, you know, so we were right there. I mean, I, I don't see why we shouldn't get anything. And again, the trip only wrapped up earlier this week, so we haven't um, had time to go through anything. I barely put photos on on my computer yet, um, you know. But it was it was interesting. And then the last stop we made um, isn't necessarily paranormal, but kind of, but kind of is. We went to Providence to Swan Point Cemetery to go to find the grave of H.P. Lovecraft. Right. H.P. Lovecraft being a horror writer, um, you know, known for mainly for the cult of uh, Cthulhu. And he, he was a poet, horror writer. He had a very short life. He only lived uh, to be 47. Yeah. But that was an interesting experience because... And they were... Uh, he was a... Not in his mind, but... 
a competitor of sorts with uh, Poe, with yes. Edgar and Poe. I believe they were around the same time frame. Yeah, and and with that, stand by. Okay. With that being said, we get to Swan Point Cemetery, and we don't. I mean, it's a big cemetery, and it's a real ritzy kind of cemetery. We don't know where them. we really don't know exactly where the grave is. Um, I have an app, which is which helps you find celebrity graves. Yeah, I just saw something about that too. Funny that you went there and visited it. I'm pretty sure I saw it on a uh, on an article I was reading just a couple weeks ago. And they told you where it was. It was in this tiny little cemetery. But well, that's the thing. Uh, it's, it's not a tiny cemetery. It's a big no? cemetery. Yeah, it's a big cemetery. It's very exclusive. There's a gu- there's guards that patrol it. And that was oh, the, wow. That was the funny thing. We drove in. But is it open to the public? It is. But what Good. we didn't know is you have to check in at the front offices first. Oh, sure. They want to make sure they know who's oh, yeah. breaking things but of and course, who's not. But, of course, we just drive in, you know, because I didn't know, because nothing I had read said you had to stop. And, you know, I thought it was because the gates were open. It was like any other cemetery. So we're driving mm-hmm. through, and we the one area that the app was showing me where it was supposed to be, it had it pinpointed with a GPS. It wasn't there. So quickly I go online, and I read a full description of where to start to look for it and to find it. So we finally find it. We get to it, right? We get out. And we're just, you know, we're not, we're not there, obviously, to do anything at the grave other than to visit it. And I'm a huge fan of H.P. Lovecraft. Right. So I'm there to, you know, kind of pay my respects and, you know. And it's everything I thought it would be except for the size of it. It's a small marker, um, you know, small uh, headstone. But what it is is you can't see When you first pull up, you can't see it because the family has a large monument that sits okay. in front of it. And on the large monument, it has the family names. Um, it has H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's father, his mother, and then him listed underneath. And then right behind there are his mother, his father, and him sitting there. So I did what I would normally do. I paid my respects, and then I decided I want to take a picture of the, of the headstone. So I take a picture. Uh, then I had Jen take a picture of me standing right behind it. And it was it was really cool because people put all their um, ruin stones on there, the protection stones. Mm-hmm. So there were different types of, of you know, uh, whether it be amethyst and whatnot, stones on top. People put guitar picks on there and then just other assorted little trinkets. Oh, yeah. Um, people it's had, a... Right. It's a, a gesture, a gift. Right. People had a put, lot of people do that. Yeah, people money. Had put, exactly. And and in fact we put a quarter on top. Um there was a whole line of like nickels and dimes and that sort of thing. And it was mm-hmm. around it different things that you know, people had left. It was really respectful the way it was done. Sure enough the guard pulls up and he goes, Hey folks, he goes, uh just don't so you know, he goes, You could be here, he goes, but did you check in at the front gate? And we we're like, No, we didn't know we had to. He goes, All right, he goes it's okay, he goes, but I'm just going to let you know. He goes, you're not allowed to take pictures. Really? He said, "He said, I mean, you can take them. He goes, I'm not going to throw you out or anything. He goes, if, if you're taking pictures, that's fine. He goes, but don't put them up on the Internet. He said, <laughs> because he goes, he goes, Cause the family could sue you. And I'm thinking to myself, are you out of your mind? Because I, when I looked for it online, there was literally yeah. 10,000 pictures of this grave already online. So there would be no way, unless I put my picture in there, which I would never put that online anyway. Um, even though it's I did take, probably more I did about how they can make money off no, of what, it. What you know it what was, I mean? No, what it was, I understood what he was talking about. It's not that grave because that's a, that's a famous grave. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know how the legality of it works, but that's like, it winds up being open smoke. But some of the other uh, graves that were around it, because what he had said was, oh, okay. He said, if you are going to take pictures of it, make sure you only get that grave and don't take the other graves around it, because those families could sue you if you put them up on online. That's which, true. Which I didn't do anyway. I only took the picture of the headstone, and the other one is just yeah. me standing behind it. And that, yeah. one, that one I didn't put on the net. I just put, you know, that was for and myself. Honestly, most people are not um, upset when you share them if you do it in a respectful and gratifying way. Right. You know, if, that, you're, and... if you're loving and admiring the headstone and, and the sentiment on it, then they don't give you any crap for it. Yeah, and you know, and he look was, at that peacock feather. That's pretty. Yeah, and then I, it was really, it was really kind of cool because the guard, like, he could have been, he could have been much worse to us, but he was like, okay, folks, you know, as long as you're not doing anything, it's fine, you yeah. know. And that was kind of cool. He let us just, you know, have our moment there, and then he he just drove away, and and then we, you know, we left. We were respectful about the whole thing, you know. Um, sure. The thing about it is, you know, it's such an old grave that the names are, you know, are almost washing away at this point. On this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one's not that old either, by looks of the uh, stone. It's probably been replaced more than once. What uh, he passed in 1937, this is a replacement stone for sure. This would have been uh, I don't know if it is because made out of something else. This is like granite. Uh, no, I don't think it is. I'm just looking at it. It looks like granite. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it is because it looked like a softer stone to me. And like I said, yeah, it was. Its face was washing away. So it's, yeah, it's been weathered is, over time. Yeah, this is something that's been replaced more than once, though. This can't be the original. I don't know, but um, it was it was very... It was... I look at a lot of headstones. Oh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I know. You, well, you know me. You, you are always in uh, different cemeteries and whatnot. I'm always in a cemetery. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. But, yeah, no, I mean, you know, and then um, much, you know, that was that was really that the paranormal stuff for that trip. But then we did a little... Uh, Again, it wasn't meant to be a full-scale investigation. It was kind of a scouting mission. Me and Jen locally went down to the Delaware Water Gap. Um, not the Water Gap, but the Old Mine Road. Oh, uh, yeah. We I've went, been up and down that road a lot lately. Yeah, well, I know. I saw some of the pictures. But we went down there to an old uh, fort that is that there's still some stoneworks left from. It's Which called, end were you on? Uh, when you go down for people in this Mon- around here, Montague End yes. or the Delaware yep. Water Gap End? Nope. Well, we we actually drove from one end all the way to the other. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time on the Water mm-hmm. Gap End. Yeah, we were more we were more <laughs> on we were more towards the um, uh, Montague End of it now. And just just for all of you that need to know, we're up in Sussex County. That's where we're based out of mm-hmm. Sussex County, New Jersey, not Delaware. And um, we have a lot of state parks, gratefully, in our area. One of them that um, we're both talking about is basically is actually Worthington State Park, New Jersey. It's It runs right along the Delaware River. And oh. there is a road, Old Mine Road and River Road, that was part of where I was, uh, that run down the, almost right on the banks of it. It's ridiculous. River Road out there and Old Mine Road out well, there on the Delaware Water Gap. Well, thing and, is- I mean... You're right along the water almost the right. whole time. Well, where Old Mine Road runs, it's it was originally used as a passage back going back to Revolutionary War times, mm-hmm. and it went from Kingston, New York, um, all the way to past the Delaware Water Gap, and I forget how yep. far it goes down into Pennsylvania. So it goes from New York, New Jersey, into Pennsylvania, and yep. 
And those roads get flooded. Anytime the Delaware gets flooded, those roads are the first ones out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the thing is, there's old Fort Kamer there. And Fort Kamer was built during the French and Indian War. So, you know, you're talking about the 1700s this thing was built. Um, there, it, the, the fort isn't there except for one tiny building and some stoneworks around it. Uh, the building is intact. It's locked. You can't go inside. But we wanted to do just kind of scout out the area, see if we got any activity to do a bigger investigation later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went there, and just me and Jen on a, on a Sunday afternoon going towards sundown, and we had some interesting things happen there, and, and um, definitely want to set up a bigger investigation now. Again, it was just kind of a scouting mission for us to see what... Yeah, you know, don't tell me anything. Yeah, I mean... Um, <laughs> yeah, see, Sorry, folks, you're going to have to wait, because <laughs> if but, I go on that investigation, I don't want to know anything in, in advance. Right, so... We will. We were going to go back there, but we got some. We got some interesting stuff. Um, and just real quick, we were able to. <laughs> yeah, act, you can go ahead. Yeah, no, we, we we were able to debunk something that was happening. Now that fort is not very far from the Dingman's Bridge. Now, for people who aren't from the area, the Dingman's Bridge is an old bridge, historic Private bridge. Known. It's it's a wooden plank bridge that cars <laughs> drive over. It scares a lot a, of people. <laughs> what a racket it makes when you ride over that sucker. And this is a privately owned bridge, so they do have to maintain it themselves. So they do collect tolls both ways. It's cheap, like 50 cents, but um, but it helps keep them maintaining it. Uh, they shut it down like once a year once and a year redo the bolts. Yep, <laughs> they, do, they redo the whole thing, yeah. It really is a frightening bridge if you don't like bridges. I am a fan, so I think it's interesting. But yeah, Jen, uh, my Jen mother hates, used to hate bridges. Jen hates that bridge. She doesn't want to ever go across it. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I know people who purposely avoid going that way so mm-hmm. that they don't have to go over that bridge, which I I find joy in it. It's but, fun. But but uh, <laughs> you know, long story short, we're sitting there, right? And mind you, this was an old fort in the French and Indian War, and I won't tell you any more of the history of it. People, if you want to go online, you can look it up. It's Fort Kamer. It's uh, C. What was it? Uh, yeah, it's C-A-M-E-R, Fort Kamer. Mm-hmm. It was used in the, in the uh, French and Indian War. And we're hearing cannonballs firing. And we're like, what is that? This should... Now, mind you, where it's located, even though it's in close vicinity to the bridge, there was nobody. There was no traffic. There's no people. It's kind of in a little desolate, remote spot. Yeah. And... We didn't see anybody going by. We're hearing cannonballs fire. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and we're like... I bet you it was the bridge. <laughs> it's exactly what it was. After after thinking about it logically and and driving, I was like, I know what that is. Yeah. And she was like, what What do you think it was? I was like, that's the Dingman's Bridge. That's the, that's the sound of the wood panels banging on the steel. Yeah, that's sure when enough. they when you roll over them, they whack it, the the bolts stop them from flying up right. and, 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 and they go clank 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 well, all the way is, across. You know, you're talking you're talking it's probably a good mile and a half away. So it sounded like a very faint in the distance, but oh, as okay. we as we drove closer to the bridge and we could get visually you close still to hear it, it. We were hearing it louder and louder and as we got to it I was watching the cars go over it clank and every time it was making that sound. So I realized it was not cannonballs, and that's why you have to debunk things, even if you have to travel a little distance away from where you are. And we realized it wasn't cannonballs, it was the bridge. <laughs> so, 
Well, but, I'm glad you were able to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I would have been sitting here going to people, I'm telling you, we heard cannonballs. People would be like, really? Cannonballs? Yes, we heard. It was residual. I'm telling you. No, it was the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Prove so, it. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, so when, it, when I did listen back on some of the EVPs from that, I'm hearing the cannonballs firing. I'm like, yeah, it's the bridge. So disappointing. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah, but you know what? That's fine. At least uh, you knew what it was. You debunked it. It's better to know what it is than be like, dude, that's the bridge. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's just better to know that it's not not legit evidence right, right, right. off the bat all right um, so so that you had quite an eventful vacation yeah, amazing it was fun lots it, of stuff yeah it was a lot of fun we had a little event in the beginning of the episode what is this episode what 31 uh yeah 31. I think it's episode 31 of the Paranormal Pulse podcast. We probably haven't said that even once today. No, and um, Also, uh, I'm Chris Bruno. That's Lance Phillip. And you can listen to us online, whichever mode you have reached us today. And you can also listen to us on Facebook, right from our Facebook page. It's the Paranormal Pulse podcast. Paranormal Pulse. See, there it comes right up. And you can listen to us on Roku, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Blueberry, uh, TuneIn. Isn't that one of them? Yep. yep. Is that a new one? Mm-hmm. That was uh, latest. I don't think I missed any. No. Um. Th- yeah. <laughs> There's so many different ways to listen to the Paranormal Stitcher? Pulse co- podcast. Stitcher? Yeah, I think I said okay. Stitcher. But yeah. it and iTunes. and by all means. Like us on Facebook, find our Facebook page and like us on Facebook because we're always posting stuff all throughout. (laughs) Every day I'm posting something on this page because I find a lot of things that are amusing have a lot to do with with the Paranormal Pulse podcast and what you as the audience members would love to listen to and uh, read about and all that other good stuff. So by all means, like us on Facebook, listen to us online on all those modes that we described thus earlier. (laughs) <laughs> did you have anything else to add for this evening? I mean, you had a really eventful week, and we're over an hour easy. Yeah, no, we're we're, we're it's time to wrap up. We you know we've come back, and you know we didn't have any guests for tonight because there was so much to go over, and same thing, we didn't want to take any breaks and go through because we no. have a lot of stuff. I mean, you know what? It was time for them to hear us talk. We've been talking on interviews for the past three episodes. It was time for us to come back and just give you a no. No nonsense, completely raw. Episode thirty-one of the Paranormal Pulse podcast. Absolutely, and and just to let you know, I do have an interview lined up for next show. So, folks, I'm not going to announce who it is quite yet. I'll be announcing it probably a week after this airs. So that way, you could start to look forward to what we're going to have for you. So yeah, and then I'll know what it's about either. Also, <laughs> absolutely. So that's the last absolutely right, for well. the night. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great uh, couple weeks. We'll see you in two Mondays from now. You got it, folks. Have a good night.